Now, I don't want to labour this point too much, but this is quite a big moment, isn't it? Because inside that wooden box over there is the full production version of the new Porsche Taycan. That's Ty, as in the thing you wear to a job interview, and can as in a can of beans. Now, up until now, it's been a slow dribble of teaser shots, of prototype passenger rides, and for that, I can only apologise. But this is an important car. It could be the car that defines all future performance cars. Can Porsche pull it off? Let's go and find out. Come on. And there it is. There it is. Genuinely, this is the first time I've clapped eyes on it. And, oh, it looks good, doesn't it? Porsche are going to love me for saying this, but it does appear to be more of a four-door 911 in shape than some sort of electric Panamera clone. It's kind of lower, wider, slinkier. I have to say, I was expecting it to be a white car on white wheels, more of a kind of Mission E style if you see what I mean. This is a pretty sober spec, isn't it? Navy blue with black wheels, but... If you want a spec that um, doesn't tell anyone that you actually drive an electric car, well, this is the one. And come around the back, because there's something I've been dying to check. And look, the rumours are true. They have used the turbo name for this, despite the fact that there is no turbocharger anywhere near this car. Bit of a dubious decision, if you ask me, but there you go. Wow, drink it in. Let's get some numbers out the way first, shall we? You're looking at the £115,000 Taycan Turbo, but there will also be a top-of-the-range £140,000 Taycan Turbo S. Lesser, possibly rear-wheel drive models come later. Anyway, the Turbo and Turbo S. A motor on each axle for four-wheel drive, 625 horsepower, with a power split roughly two-thirds rear, a third front, but here's the headline. The Turbo S has up to 761 horsepower in an overboost mode. 0 to 62 in 2.8 seconds, 0 to 125 in under 10, and 155 miles an hour flat out. Weirdly, it's not the Taycan's extravagant performance that I'm most interested in. Electric cars have all made straight line performance figures seem a bit easy recently, haven't they? No, it's the fact that this car runs on an 800 volt architecture, which is twice the norm. A higher voltage means lower current in inverse proportion, and lower current means less heat in the motors and in the electronics and in the batteries when you're super fast charging. It also means a lighter wiring loom and thinner wires that take up less space. And then because the Taycan has such good thermal management, it means the performance is repeatable. So you can do as many 0 to 125 mile an hour runs as you like without any tail off in performance. You don't have to park it up after a couple of goes like you do with a certain American manufacturer. And there's more because this car, unusually for an electric car, has a two-speed gearbox mounted at the back. The lower ratio gives you that incredible acceleration at lower speeds from takeoff. The second ratio, well, that gives you higher efficiency at higher speeds. And all that means that you've got a smaller motor that's more easily cooled. It's genius. You just knew that Porsche were going to throw the engineering hammer at this car. Guess what? It can do corners too. I know this because I've driven a prototype on the road and been very sideways in the passenger seat on a trip. <laughs> and it's posted a 7 minutes 42 seconds lap of the Nürburgring. 
Anyway, it gets the full truckload of chassis aids, including air suspension, adaptive anti-roll bars, an electronic rear diff, and four-wheel steering, most of which you can switch off entirely if you're feeling handy. Oh, and the center of gravity is lower than the 911, thanks to that 90 kilowatt hour lithium-ion battery slung low between the wheels. Okay, so let's talk about the design, the details of this car, starting here at the front with the headlights, and you'll notice it has four LED daytime running lights surrounding the main LED matrix beam in there. And then the whole thing is surrounded by this boomerang-shaped black plastic intake. I say intake because this feeds cool air into the brakes as well as cleaning up the aerodynamics. I suggest that that graphic is probably more visible on a white car rather than a navy blue one. Come around here to the wheels. Much to talk about down here. This is a turbo, of course, so these are the 20-inch aero turbo wheels. You'll see here that these whole sections are blanked off. That, of course, is all in the name of aerodynamics, reducing turbulence, but you still have gaps in the wheels because the brakes require cooling. If you go for the Turbo S, then you can get the 21-inch wheels, and they have a very cool body-coloured rim around the edge, quite a lot like the Mission E Concepts wheels. Brakes, yes, a lot to talk about here. The Turbo S comes with carbon ceramics as standard, 10-piston calipers. These here are the steel brakes, but with a ceramic coating on them. And the reason for that is quite interesting. Because the Taycan produces so much regenerative force, it can break the car with 0.4 Gs, I believe, before you've even engaged the pad on the disc. It can feed back 265 kilowatts of energy back into the battery when you're on the brakes. As a result, it's realistic that some people could drive around without actually engaging the mechanical friction of these. So that coating's there to ensure they don't rust, that they don't lose the performance. Moving along, a little bit of theatre for you now. Now this should work first time. There we go, the charging port. Manufacturers are having quite a bit of fun making their charging ports unique. And I have to say that is one of the best. Coming along the side of the car. Yes, the back seats. I just want to demonstrate that there is plenty of room for an adult human in the back. As is traditional, I've set the front seat to my height. I'm five foot nine, maybe five foot eight, if I'm being honest. But you'll notice here, loads of headroom loads of legroom and the feet down there are nice and snugly because Porsche have created a sort of scallop in the lithium-ion battery underneath your feet. They call it the foot garage, which I quite like. But the point is you sit low, it's snug, there's plenty of room, but you still feel sporty even when you're a passenger. We'll come round the back. First thing to mention, that full-width light signature. Remember that, because it's what you're going to see when this car flashes past you at night. Boot, yes, it has a boot. 366 litres, I'm told. There is two boots, in fact. Another one in the front, 81 litres. The frunk, as we like to call it. And then we get to the spoiler. You may not even notice that it has a spoiler. That's because it's sitting here in its showroom mode, which is flush with the bodywork, but it has two other positions. Uh, the first is for uh, normal and range modes where it lifts just slightly because that's its most aerodynamic position. And then in Sport and Sport Plus, it lifts even further to give you that extra downforce you need when you're driving in a 
sporty manner. It also acts as an air brake as well, so when you stomp on the brakes, it will stand right up and keep you glued to the road. Other obvious things, it doesn't have tailpipes, of course, so you're not going to burn the hair off your legs when you're getting stuff out the boot. There is a diffuser down there, and if you get right down there, you'll see it's a perfectly flat underfloor on this car. They've even enclosed the rear suspension for the first time on a Porsche because aerodynamics. Efficiency, aerodynamic or otherwise, is at the very core of the Taycan's design, which is why it can shut down the rear motor completely when cruising, why there's those partially closed wheels, cooling ducts that close automatically when they're not needed, that perfectly flat underfloor, and a very slippery drag coefficient of just 0.22. By comparison, the new 911 is 0.29. The result of all this trickery is a WLTP certified range of 262 miles on the Turbo S and 283 miles on the Turbo. Maximum DC charging speed is 5 to 80% in 23 minutes at a peak of 270 kilowatts, somewhat shy of Porsche's target of 15 minutes, but as the charging infrastructure improves, the Taycan is ready to charge even faster. Okay, so inside the Taycan, the first thing I want to say is that you sit low, really low, like 911 low, which when you consider you've got this massive lithium-ion battery under your ass. I have no idea how Porsche have done it, but there you go. Right, what can I see? In front of me, a fairly conventional Porsche wheel with switches and roller switches and a dial here for your drive mode. But behind that, it starts to get quite exciting. This incredible 16-inch wide, curved, configurable instrument display. It is a thing of beauty, a thing of sculptural beauty, I'd say. Uh, moving along, another screen. This is more conventional, just the screen that you'd normally have in the middle of your dash. It's where you can change your chassis modes or your recuperation level or change your radio station. And then down here, yet another screen, a bit like you get in a Jaguar I-Pace for controlling your aircon and you can open doors and charging ports and you can check your charging status down here. I don't know what's wrong with physical switches but clearly someone somewhere decided that in an electric car it was punishable by death to use a physical dial. Anyway moving on over here look another screen that's one two three four screens in here this one is optional and it's purely for the passengers so they can annoy you by adjusting your music your radio your aircon settings fortunately I can hit that button and turn that one off sound. We need to talk about sound. The Taycan does produce the compulsory low-speed hum for pedestrian protection, but it also, as an option, produces an enhanced driving sound inside the cabin as well. Now, the best way I can describe that is a kind of spacey, electronic, whooshy kind of noise. I'm not going to do an impression, but it increases in pitch with speed and increases in volume as you push on the throttle. Clearly, it's no GT3 RS flat six at 9,000 RPM, but it's a start. 